1: The Bulls are off and running, and Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Episode 5 of Organizations Win Championships, an Odyssey 2400 Sports podcast about your Chicago Bulls. I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein, and... This is not. This is not a happy one. <laughs> this is not going to be a fun. We we just rewatched the fourth quarter from last night and, and some, some of the post game comments. Man, I I don't. I really. I, I know we're going to say a lot, but when I say I don't know what to say, it's because I'm not sure what to do with this. When
2: it was 4:28 left in the fourth quarter, so seven minutes and 32 seconds into action in the fourth quarter. It started 87-75 New York. And then the Bulls were losing that quarter. I believe it was 22 to 4.
1: Yep. And with most with the starters in, too.
2: Yeah. Caruso was in, and he had some bad turnovers. Don't and don't even get me started with Levine and DeRozan, what they were doing with the ball. Tom Thibodeau walked into the United Center and just Completely destroyed and dismantled the Bulls. just dis- disregarded any sort of human rights that comes to basketball.
1: It was awful. It was awful. I, I think the the overall picture. Let's let's reset the numbers first here because these numbers are are damning and daunting. The Bulls started the season six and six. Since then, they've gone five and eleven to drop to 11 and 17. They're 11th in the East. They've lost three in a row. They've lost seven of their last 10. Remember when we were talking about this stretch of games as defining? I th- I think it's defining. Yeah, definitely. I-, I really do. And what you said about the, the, not just the hard basketball stuff, but sort of the soft cultural stuff, that culminated last night in Derek Rose representing the Tom Thibodeau victory cigar that he came in. It sounded that the, the place just sounded like people were pining for better times. The 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 overall feeling last night, and you're right, Thibodeau, it was amazing that the the sort of scowling, glowering, grunting ogre. Came into the old building with a smile on his face, a beard. Yeah, looking a little different. He, he actually, <laughs> I think it looks good on him. I, I do. I think I actually think it's a it's a good look for him. He needs to shave
2: but, the head, though.
1: Yeah, that, that that's, that's, he
2: needs to shave the head. I think he should go with, with the. Uh, he might look a little bit like Brian Dayball if he <laughs> if, if he, if he yes. shaves his head. Yes. But I mean, I think I think it'd be a good look for both of the New York coaches.
1: But Brian Dayball's nickname was Fat Nagy, although that's kind of Matt Nagy now, who has been on the Andy Reid uh, diet program since he's gone <laughs> back to Kansas City. But that's neither here nor there. I, I agree. But he came in. This is Tom Thibodeau, who can – Mr. Rawr, 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 we have more than enough to win. Do your job. And he came in here yucking it up. He he and Joaquin Noah are hugging and, and, and joking around in a press conference. Thibodeau's. I mean, he's still screaming on the sidelines during the games. But – That's Eddie coach. He he clowned the Bulls, clowned them, clowned them. These numbers tell everything. They lost the first game 128 to 120 and the second game 114 to 91. They lost two home games in three nights by a total of 31 points. Field goals attempted, 183 to 161. They're just opportunities to score, just possessions. Three-point field goals, the Bulls were 21 of 58, the Knicks were 35 of 78. Think about the the mathematical difference inherent in in those numbers. New York had 30 offensive rebounds. The Bulls turned it over 32 times in two games. And what's more, you think okay, you can make that up at the foul line? No. The Knicks shot 57 free throws and the Bulls shot 30 in their building. It is just it's it's incredible to me what has gone on here and, and and the restlessness of the crowd, the clamoring for Derek Rose, it was almost, it was almost a, a, an emotional release of yes. Something we remember that we liked because whatever this is, we don't like. I think if you were doing
2: this 20 years ago, you would have taken half the time to explain everything you just did. And it would have just been you screaming because I think you just took three and a half minutes to explain all of that. So For me to respond with a with an adequate response, respond with an that's another one of my moments, man. Seize the fourth is vision, respond
1: with an adequate response. You're your mother's son, I can tell you that. That's so nice of you to say. But don't tell her I said that. Um
2: I think she knows that you say stuff like that all the time anyway. I don't think that's I don't think I would have to tell her in order for her to know. But when, if Derrick Rose comes in the game, somebody who never gets playing time, he gets the but he touches the ball, and he hits a three in your face, nothing but net mm-hmm. to, to end the game. That was the last of the Knicks' points. That's that's hard to swallow. It's really, really, really frustrating. I said say right. What you, say say, say what you dead, said. Let me let me
1: speak.
2: Say what you said. Let me
1: speak. Uh, uh
2: I said right before the podcast started. They're kind of ass.
1: They're just ass. Yeah. The, the, I don't the know. the official scouting report of the, the Bulls is ass. <laughs> like
2: that the, if I was given 3 words to describe the Bulls, they kind of ass.
1: There we go. I, I if if this were an a representative NBA year without everything we know <laughs> <that's> going on. We <laughs> you know what this was? That independently of everything else, it's a it's a fire the coach game. This yeah. this this would be the kind of game where the ownership and 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 management are walking around together like yeah they've got to hear a different voice this is this is that was the kind of performance those that over two games at home getting clowned like that and hearing that reaction and just how sour it was that's a game where you fire the coach now I, I I'm only saying that theoretically because they're not
0: and, it, no, and, that's, and they, that's they not, just signed them.
1: it's not on the table because we know he got the extension and we know they wanted it leaked that he got the extension and he's already played the card of the pregame. Our stars have to be better and putting it on them and reminding them of their responsibility. So I, I don't know where you go from here, other than the usual cliched conflict between coach and upper management. If he's, if everything is a cry for help, if everything is Billy Donovan saying, look, you you gave me Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine, and I got to figure out they, they don't really have a point guard to figure out who's got the ball and when. I maybe maybe Billy is just wants us to read between the lines and says like you know find someone who can coach this group because w- whatever he's doing isn't working. Well, they picked up or they
2: signed Carly Jones to a two-way contract and they waived Kostasana Kumpo. I think that shows how desperate they are for guards. And we saw Carly Jones, and he's a good player. And he, I think, for a 10-day or for a two-way contract, he can be serviceable. He can do a job. But it shows that they don't have anyone that can, uh, uh, until Lonzo comes back, which... I doubt is going to happen this season if I, I'm really worried about him. And Dragic is 36. They they need some energy at the point guard position. And I, I sound like a coach and I sound all cliche. Oh, energy guy. They need. Blah. They're desperate. They, they need anything that they can get because everything is going in the wrong direction with this team. And I look at Zach Levine and his 2 minute press conference in the locker room i don't know if it was it, i guess it was a little press conference he was just he was just talking he sounded like a guy that wants to get traded he it sounded like a guy that either wants the head coach to be fired which i think we already know with all their beef i don't know what's going on with them and i i would if you want to blow it up blow it up at this point i'll say it if they if they want to blow it up and try to get a top 3 pick top 4 pick because of that orlando top 4 protected they got for Vooch, which is not good
1: yeah the shame of it you, you, even if you tried to do that you might end up just through sheer chance having helping orlando more than yourself yeah which would be the the ultimate so, you know, ironic finish this and we're going to tank, we're going to tank. And then you end up with, with pick number five and it's not even yours. So the, the way that they've changed the math on that, the, the other option, and this is being written about, and, and let's, let's address the acquisition of Carly Jones. Cause you brought him up and mm-hmm. I, I, I do want to circle back to, to the stuff that Billy Donovan was saying, because there were some troubling things in there, but let's just talk about Carlick Jones. He's listed at one. He's more like five eleven. i he's probably maybe maybe a generous six feet. he is a, he is waterbug quick. He is very aggressive offensively. He explosive. Will try, he will try to get to the basket. He can make threes, even though his release is a little funky. He's got kind of a world spin on his. He's shot. not a bad
2: shooter. He's not a no. bad shooter
1: at all. No, it, he's an unconventional shooter. The, the problem I have is he he can't guard anybody and they don't have any rim protection. I, I don't mind having an offense first basket attacker point guard. I also would need to see him in NBA screen roll action with bigger bodies and smarter help defense With at his size. It's just that defensively, you could put him out there if you thought you had the back line covered and after an offseason, admitting that they didn't have that guy they still don't have that guy
2: he's also pretty crafty I remember there was a one play where there was a, a scrap for the ball everybody was diving he picked it up and while he was on his back that's amazing he made a pass to Ethan Thompson in transition like full full speed flipped it to him when he was on his back it, it was it was It was pretty nice. I hadn't seen it before, and you said you had, and you've been alive for a thousand years.
1: It it wasn't even that he passed it to him. It's that Thompson used him almost like a, a rub screen that he ran his his guy had to step over Jones while Jones was sitting at half court and flipping the ball to him so he effectively screened his man off of him at full speed using a teammate who was sitting on the floor i I'd, I'd really never seen anything like that before in my life but you're right it's, it's like you you they can't go trading assets for some available veteran point guard right now because those guys are generally available you you can find it. But if they want to use this, he's only 24. And if they want to use this developmentally right now, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's gonna take a lot to get him into a game. And there are people clamoring for Dalen Terry, but that that's that's full blown developmental there because he is but that's much okay. much further away. I I think that's okay to have him in
2: developmental mode because he he has tools and all that they just need to hone everything in. And I think with where they are right now, if they do decide to blow it up, then that timeline with Daniel and Terry works. And if, if, if whatever they want him to be, do they want him to be a starter? Do, I don't think that was the intention because they have Lonzo Ball and they thought they didn't know enough about his need to say he couldn't start. I think they, they were expecting him to be able to start long term, which is all up in the air right now. But do they want to try to make Dale and Terry a starter in the future? And it, even if they don't decide to blow it up, whatever the hell they decide to do, are they going to... They, you obviously can't win a championship. Correct. They're 11th in the, the East right now. It, it's really difficult to say what the plan is with Dale and Terry's development.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: When you say blow it up, it sounds like they could just start peeling off some of these assets and regrouping. I I don't think it's that easy right now. Uh, Michael Pena of The Ringer wrote an article referring to the Bulls as the NBA's most depressing team. And that was two weeks ago. That was before this stretch. He is right. That was before this stretch. John Hollinger, the respected writer for The Athletic, who was the general manager of the Grizzlies, I believe, for a good five, six years. He had the Bulls listed as a, a wait and see when it comes to tanking possibilities, because I, I don't know that they're going to get what they think they could get, even if they could offload some of these guys. And the other thing I wanted to note was the when I mentioned the ringer, they put out a list of their top 100 NBA players currently. And if you really want to start getting depressed, when you see that the Bulls' highest ranked player was 22nd in DeMar DeRozan, that's Zach, fine. That's fine. Zach Levine at 40 was behind Lowry Markinen. He is Lowry Markinen. They just swept the
2: Pelicans. The, the Jazz just swept the Pelicans season series, and the Pelicans were number one in the East. Now it's Memphis after they destroyed Milwaukee. And there was a video of them dancing before the game to some music, walking out of the locker room, and people the comments, kind of, oh, they're doing all this to get destroyed by Giannis when he puts up 35 and 20. And then they won by, I think it was over 30. What, what was it, like 141 to 109? I don't know exactly, but they... And the- they were doing okay, the wave.
1: Cool. Yeah, you see, the, the pl- players were doing the wave on the bench at the end of the game, and of course the uh, the the basketball police came out. Oh, that's disrespectful. And how oh, dare they? Hey, man, don't lose by thirty. Let's, you, let's you, get
2: it back to Lowry Markkinen.
1: Yeah. So but, yeah, I mean, so, I, so let, so me let
2: I was I was talking. You can't control yourself, but Lowry Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., both of those two guys are better than individually not saying in the system individually probably a better player than Vucic definitely Markinen. I think he'd be better in the system right now just cuz he can do more he's faster he's probably even taller he he's he can do a lot of things with with the basketball and it took him a while but to see where he is now it's cr- it's crazy what good coaching can do especially after boiling and and then Wendell Carter, in his own right, is playing damn good basketball. He's hurt right now, but he's really skilled. And you gave up Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and two. Otto Porter was was an integral part of a championship run last season for Golden State. You give up two, both of those guys, two first-round picks
1: for, it was Vucevic and al Aminu. Is that right? Not to mention, it, we don't have to talk about one of those picks as, as as just theoretical. One of those picks was Franz Wagner.
2: Yeah. And star going to be, I think. You said it last year.
1: Yeah. I liked him. Uh, There's so many good young players. It happened Bull, again. Bull Bull. Bull yeah. Uh, and he, he was languishing uh, in the G League, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, he was actually on the Windy City Bulls. They didn't have his rights because that was the time where the Nuggets did not have a team. Now they do. But Orlando's won five in a row. I think Boncaro somewhat recently had his first 30-point game. He He's going to be a problem. I think he could get to a point where it, it, soon, within the next few years, where he's top 10 player in the league, build a championship around him. Boncaro? Yeah. I
1: don't think there's any doubt. I I really don't. I don't think there's any doubt. So our our producer, our fine producer, who I I always forget to credit at the outset of the show like I should, Rick Camp, has just provided the full accounting of what the Bulls gave up for the combination of Vooch, DeRozan, and Ball. A 2021 first-round pick that became Franz Wagner. A 2023 first-round top-four protected that we mentioned. Wendell Carter. A 2025 top 10 protected pick, Thad Young, Alfaruka Minu, a 2024 second round pick, Garrett Temple, and Tomas Sadoransky. Well, I hadn't heard the name Garrett Temple, thought about that in a while. I don't know if he's even still in the league. LSU? I
2: think, he, I think he's in New Orleans.
1: L- LSU? Yeah. Is that right? So he's back to the near where he, where he went to school? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he is. Wow. That is, I mean. N- that is that that's that's crazy at least that the 2025 being top 10 protected is a whole lot better than that top four that changes your risk calculus if there's a multi-year rebuild going on here i just wish there i wish there was a good answer here and i don't know how billy donovan and his staff are going to be expected or or or, i hope they talk about what those expectations are for for pulling this together right now
2: when i look at all those names and all the picks not it, not quite as extreme, but it looks a little bit like the Lakers and how they messed up for one year. Yes, they got that they got that championship. At least they got a ring out of it. That's the you thing. Know? flags and fly forever. They, they, were there, they won it in the bubble. LeBron LeBron played great. And Anthony Davis, I think, now is a foot injury. I don't know how serious it is, but he's been playing out of his mind. MRI today. But Russell Westbrook had a triple-double last night. At least their guys are doing something, and they got a ring out of it. They gave up a bunch of guys that are all-stars, and Lonzo Ball is actually one of those guys. But he's probably, as of now, the least valuable out of all of the guys they've given up. Let's think about it. Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, Kuzma, Ingram, Larry Nance. He's been great. THT. THT Lonzo. There's uh one, there's one more name. And I had it and it slipped my mind. Josh did I say Josh Hart? I don't think I did. He's been he's been good. I think he's in he Ingram Port- there? I'd said Ingram. Okay, I said, okay. Yeah, and Ingram was there. And right. he Ingram's damn good. Ingram's damn good. People there was something I saw with Levine. He was A guest on another podcast I it's not associated with Odyssey but if anybody listening knows who King of the fourth quarter or Kenny Beecham is he grew up in Chicago Big Bulls fan and he's made a name for himself with uh, content creation and he was talking to Levine with his other guy with his other friends that are on the podcast and they were talking about most underrated players in the NBA just by NBA fans players Whoever. And Levine said Drew Holiday. But when somebody said Brandon Ingram, Levine said the players don't underrate him. He said Ingram has a household name among players and people know that he is a problem. And New Orleans, they they didn't shoot very well against the Bulls, but they are scary they're really scary. And a lot of that is because of the trades they made for younger players. So do the bulls trade their older guys for younger players? I, I mean, Every I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think DeRozan carries the same level of greatness as Anthony Davis right now, or when they were trading, I, even at this point in their careers, I think Davis he has a ring. He may have even surpassed him at this point. Who knows? But
1: what are
0: they gonna
2: do? What are they gonna do?
1: <laughs> this is this is a Bulls fan in depths of despair that I think the pits of despair that I think we're hearing. The They're
2: kinda ass. I, I, yeah, it, it all it all comes back to that. It,
1: it... <laughs> when <laughs> Other teams keep showing you these these young players, and and it's any number of people. I know you said Trey Mann the other day we were talking about, but Jericho Sims was out there throwing people around, pushing people around.
2: I don't think you've even yeah. seen him jump. He's able to touch the top of the backboard, and there was a a dunk in a practice where his entire head was above the rim, and he dunked it like
1: this. Oh, you sent me that? No, I didn't. You? Yes, you did. Maybe I showed it to you. I didn't show send... it to me. You showed it oh. to me. But the difference with that, what you're saying with the Lakers and, and the fact that it reminds you that they got the ring, they got the ring, they got the ring. The Bulls beat the Bucs in one playoff game when the Bucs weren't interested and couldn't shoot. That, that is the, the high watermark of this was one playoff win in a series where you got your ass kicked.
2: And then Toronto 2019, they have Kawhi Leonard for one year after trading DeMar DeRozan. They got rid of the guy that the Bulls gave a lot up for to try to win. They get they get their guy. They get Kawhi Leonard for one season and they get a ring. Regardless of Golden State's injuries and everything that happened to them. Was that a little bit of luck for the Raptors in that sense? Yeah. Doesn't matter. They got a ring. They got to the finals. They had one dude. To take them there, and he did it.
1: Well, they, they developed. Gave, they, they developed Pascal Siakam. They OG developed OG Holy Fred, crap! And Fred Van Vliet. That that was. That's why Mark Eversley is here. And I'm looking for those guys on the Bulls because I trust. And trusted that looking respectively at what Denver and Toronto did with Arturis Karnashovis and Mark Eversley, it, there was there was actual development of real contributing talent. Let's go and- through both of those teams if we look at it.
2: Jokic was a second round
1: pick. Right.
2: The Nuggets had Monte Morris for a period of time. I I believe he was a second round pick, if not a, I don't remember where he was drafted, but he wasn't. You know anything special coming into the NBA? There's some more names there, but and then you look at Toronto, man. Van, Van Vliet's
1: second. Wasn't Eversley pick? also
2: in Toronto? Van Vliet was undrafted, and oh, wasn't yeah. and wasn't Philly? Sure. Wasn't Eversley mean? in Philly as well? Yes. Fergan Korkmaz, where the hell did he come from? Turkey. Yeah, but just out of nowhere, and he just starts making stuff. And in, in Toronto, they have S- Siakam was late round pick. Everybody there, Ananobi, I think went twenty third overall.
1: The Bulls don't even have the picks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, I,
1: I would I would trust that there could be some more development. Maybe the longer term on Dalen Terry suggests that that would be that guy. But it's just it's just no fun doing this right now. By the way, Monte Morris, the fifty first pick overall. Okay. Yeah. So in Ananobi twenty third, Siakam twenty seventh. There are, and that's where you take collections of traits. That that's that's the part of the draft where you're you're not going to get polished guys. You're going to get young collections of traits. And you put I, them I, in the I, G League and I, I, you let them just play. I don't see Pretty that deep. in 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 this system, and I don't know that there's a way out of this. And it's it, it happened last night, and I hated when it happened, but you, I can't deny it. With everything that we're saying about what Fibido did. The, the Tom Thibodeau swaggered in here and smiled and joked. It was like he was doing a Vegas residency. It's like Shecky Thibodeau all of a sudden. is just like just working the room on everybody. And Billy Donovan is left bereft. And when you heard him last night, did you hear the, the words that Donovan was using? Resolve. You, yeah, huh uh-huh. And he, usually he talks about Hard basketball stuff. And it's what I've loved from him in the last couple of years. He'll say, we've got to change our positioning on ball screens or, you know, the the nail guy on that action has to come over here. And it's all X's and O's and telling you who has to do what job. And last night, what did we hear? Resolve. Character. Character and spirit. I hate that word spirit.
2: I don't know why. I hate it. And I hate it. always despised it as... I I'm not a professional athlete, but when I when I'm in the locker room for hockey and my baseball coach never says it because he's old, like totally old school. My my hockey coach doesn't really say it, but when I hear baseball
1: coach is too busy, MFing everybody. Yes, but uh, do that for the Bulls. Billy, do that.
2: Yeah, put, look, like if my if my baseball coach was with the Bulls right now, he would be MFing everybody. And he probably is in front of the television. But I, I look at it as an athlete when when I hear a teammate, when we're talking in the locker room after a loss or something, they say spirit. Lame. Ugh, I, I I hate it. Just put the puck in the net. Put the ball in the hoop. I can't deal with the word spirit. I don't know why. It makes me, it makes my blood boil. I can't deal with the word spirit. I I, maybe it's because I, with Spirit Week in school, and it's, I just don't like that word. I think it's lame. I, I, I think it's cliche. I think it's all of the above. I think it's it,
1: it, it, there's nothing good about that word. It means nothing. well, it it made Billy Donovan sounds like jim Boylan. and and that's the worst thing I can say about a coach at all is that he where, where Boylan was always heart, soul, spirit. he's got a good heart and a great soul. And I coach by faith and good spirit. and, and it bulls across to the chest and all that when when when, when this current situation at eleven and seventeen, and and three losses in a row and two at home to the Knicks. And when that's got Billy Donovan sounding like Tom Thibodeau, it means you're in a bad basketball place. You and said so- Billy Donovan sounding like Tom Thibodeau. Oh, just, excuse mean, me. I, mean I, I, I misspoke. It's making me sound like an idiot. I want him to guess, sound like Tom yes, Thibodeau I a little I bit. Him, it has it sounding like Jim Boylan. See, there's something in my brain that that won't allow me to say Jim Boylan even when I'm supposed to because I've tried to coach that out of myself. But this is uh, Jim, Boylan, yeah. Jim Boylan is still fired. Thank you. That makes You're me welcome. feel better. This You're is welcome. indeed. I, I guess this is this is just a real low point. And the upcoming games, Minnesota Sunday night. At, they're at Minnesota. Yeah. Another team with dynamic, young, explosive players.
2: And D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony
1: Towns. They're at That's Miami going. at Miami Tuesday. Now, Miami's not great. And they did beat them there already once. And Tyler hero has been on one. He always has been.
2: He's he's another one of these Kevin Herter. Um, he's better than that. Dante DiVincenzo had 15 points in the first quarter last night, I think. He, had, he was shooting five of six from three.
1: Hero's <sighs> better than that. And then, they're, and then Wednesday, they're at Atlanta again. And I don't know if Atlanta's going to have DeJounte Murray and John Collins back at that point.
2: Or if Trae Trey Young shows up.
1: Yeah, he, I don't think he's going to play that. You mean literally shows up? Literally. No, yeah. literally, because because.
2: what if Levine does that to Billy Donovan like Young did to McMillan, where he just doesn't go to the game?
1: I don't think he's there quite yet. I don't. But this, let, let's just let, let's remember this. Let's mark this as just the latest low point for a team that doesn't have any answers right now, which brings us to – The OWC College Showdown. It is that time when I give Jason three current NBA players, and he tells me where they went to college. One of whom is already mentioned on the show, actually. And then he gives me three vintage NBAers, and I see if I can match. Ooh, oh boy! I am uh, I'm, I'm I'm losing terribly uh, so far here through five episodes of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. All right, so you want to go first? or want me to go? Uh, I don't care. All right, I'm going to give you three. Okay. The uh, the aforementioned Pelicans forward Larry Nance Jr. Went Wyoming. In... Fine. Okay. Uh, Portland Trailblazers forward Drew Eubanks. Oh
2: crap. Um, I think I think I knew this at one point and I couldn't remember.
1: <laughs> he has a teammate who went to the same school. Who is he a... is on Portland. He has a teammate who went to the same school, who's the son of a Hall of Famer.
2: The son of a Gary Trent isn't there any any anymore. Gary,
1: don't give me any don't give me any hints. Gary, his name is Gary. The the teammate Gary isn't he on the same team? I'm pretty sure. Portland. I... Yes, I, I said Gary Trent. You. No, no, maybe I have it wrong.
2: Um, uh, let me. I haven't said the name. Or the, the school that I think. Yeah, Syracuse? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think no. it's Syracuse.
1: Oregon State. Okay. Which is where Gary Payton and Gary ah. Payton Jr. went. Yeah, he is there. You're right. Right? See? Okay. Yeah. And the last one, Orlando forward Chuma Okeke. Auburn. All right. Two out of three.
2: I thought you were going to say uh, Mike Muscala. I, for, think or, might, I think you might I know think I might where know where Mike, know. Mike
1: Muscala went. I, yeah, that, that one I think you might know because... you you, you'll you'll be able to you know I'll probably I'll probably just be a walk on the campus statue yeah Yeah. he's just joining us Jason found out a couple nights ago that he got accepted early at Bucknell University alma mater of one Mike Muscala and apparently the C.J. McCollum Lehigh teams against the Muscala led Bucknell teams would just blow the roof off the Soika Center pavilion pavilion there's probably a statue of him somewhere okay let's like go that, like that guy at richmond with his hand in his pants okay <laughs> what was that guy's name E. Claiborne robbins E. Claiborne robbins that's cool man that's cool they
2: actually have a guard in the g league right now jacob gilliard good player
1: actually oh yeah I, you know what i saw him in the conference tour i think layla covered that conference tournament and jacob gilliard is he's, he's like is he one of like the ncaa all-time steals leaders? yes or he is see look that's at the it. old man that's it
2: we're getting it <laughs> 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 okay ready okay fire away Former Warriors and Cavs forward and one-time All-Star Tyrone Hill.
1: Oh, big weird looking guy. Really, unfortunately, yes, his, his face had like extra bones in it. Um, Tyrone Hill, good, good interior defender, rebounder, tough guy. I don't know. Xavier. Good name. Okay. Yes, Rick, yes and, and he had a big, he had not like Popeye Jones ears, but he had big ears too. Yes, Tyrone Hill, what a good name. Former Nets guard Buck Williams. Maryland. Yep. not He's not a guard, he's forward. He's was forward? Wasn't he
2: like 6'4"? Sorry. Oh,
1: big, big power forward.
2: I thought i thought he was a little. Oh, all right, oh. I messed up. Okay, and then aforementioned journeyman forward Gary Trent.
1: The Shack of the Mac, right?
2: Mm. Gary Trent
1: went to. He was an Ohio Bobcat.
2: He was an Ohio Bobcat. Wow. Okay. He
1: was, he was good at the Shack of the Mac. His son is much more athletic, but the the His yeah, son is he, also a guard. The original Gary Trent was a really good player, and Ohio University. Can uh, can you name the Chicago? sports media personality who was an Ohio Bobcat
2: Chicago um, writer
1: editor okay occasional... no I know
2: Jason Preston went there the Clippers guard who the on a two-way I know I don't know uh
1: the uh, athletic editor John Greenberg oh you told Bobcat. me that you told yeah. me
2: that okay yeah,
1: great journalism yeah. school great journalism school there outstanding actually um all right, well that that'll do it for us, and I think we're just gonna gonna mark this as a, a nadir for the Bulls season, and let's hope it gets better from here. Let, let
2: me let me finish this off. They're kinda ass. Thank you for listening.
1: You're welcome. You didn't listen. Why'd you say you're welcome? Like it, rate it, subscribe to it wherever download. you get your download it. Tell people about it. Spread the word. Fan the flames. Bang the drums. We'll get you next time.